This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. Hi, I'm Carolyn Hanna. I'm a junior at Perrysburg High School. I am Bella Romas, and I am also a junior at Perrysburg High School. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. All right, take two. Here, let's try this again. No <laughs> laughing this time. That was, that was good. All right, so when you guys first came in, you were, you were talking about your track meet. So let's talk about how good or bad that was. Okay, well, it was okay. So I, I it, was, it was an okay day. Um. I think it balances out because we we both didn't really do that great at discus. Okay. But we we both did really good at shot. We mm-hmm. both improved our personal bests by two feet. Awesome. So, pretty impressive, I guess. And but, I, I don't know if you you guys remember me telling you in junior high because I coach you guys in junior high. But people, you guys, not you, but the throwers would always get mad if they didn't win or didn't do. Okay, did you get a PR? Yeah. Okay, we'll be happy about that at least. Yeah. And then definitely. you can be upset, you know, about other stuff. But continue. <laughs> well, it's it's hard to be upset in that setting when it comes to how far you're throwing, at least comparatively, with the other people that are there. Because you have you have um, these girls that are six feet tall and built yeah. like refrigerators, and they can just <laughs> toss it so far, and it's incredible, like the athleticism that that takes. Yeah, and we can put so much into a practice, but we're never going to be built like that. <laughs> So you different. can't really make too much of a comparison there. They're simply built different, man. Simply built different. <laughs> well, no. when you go to the, those meets, like, is it? Are you already intimidated before you even start? Oh yeah, no, absolutely for sure. Like, well, I was intimidated from the moment I looked at the heat list because they oh, had it all has their distances, all of their distances, yeah. and I'm I'm like in the first heat for both events, and these other girls are throwing like 50 feet for a shot, and I'm like, how how do you do that? And then I get there, and I'm physically the smallest person <laughs> on the on the field. And I'm talking to Hentges. I'm like, I, I'm pretty small compared to the person here. He's like, yeah, the smallest. <laughs> For reference, Bella's like five foot tall. Thank you. The smallest. My, my, Give or take a few inches. My nine-year-old's <laughs> almost five foot tall. I'm five foot two, thank you. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Right. My bad. She's got, she's got a little bit before she catches up. I'll hold on to that. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Caroline's half a foot taller than me, so this is oh, where yeah. this is my uh, the deep rooted insecurities. Caroline, well, Caroline, wait, did you say half a foot or half a, half a foot? Yeah, okay. I was say for some reason I thought you said half an inch. I go, no way. <laughs> <I'm> not- <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm really like exaggeration like that. I'm, okay. I'm, well, okay, well, like, okay, but going back to the track meet thing, when you walk into the track meet, I think it's like a personal game in my head to look around, you know, like there's all the runners, you can tell the distance runners because they're kind of tall, you know, really skinny. Lanky, yeah. And then you look at people and you're like, I bet that person's a thrower. <laughs> And they're like, oh, that person's definitely a thrower. And you go back to the throwing pit and you're like, I was right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they run multiple events. So they're a runner and a thrower, so you don't get that many points. But, you know, it's Oh, okay. yeah. But then but then they look at you and they assume you guys are not throwers. Oh, yeah. No. Bella looks I'm, like a sprinter. Yeah, I'm yeah. tiny. Yeah. It's okay. But you guys love to do it. So, right? That's oh, why you're out there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I mean, love to do it since, what, seventh grade? That's why I was – I joined and you were, you were the coach. Mm-hmm. And then – a few weeks later, after Caroline ate it a few times on the hurdles, she came over to us. And oh, are you, I, don't, I didn't remember that. You weren't originally a thrower? No, I was a hurdler. And then oh. I wore an ankle brace and I couldn't get my foot back far enough. So I tripped on a hurdle and I kept running. And then I did it again. And oh. I fell and I scraped my chin all up. And I was like, maybe I should go try throwing. <laughs> <laughs> she was a natural. So yeah. we'll take it. We'll it worked, take it worked it. out really well. We did. Yeah. So, you know, some, it's, it's weird how things like that can happen where it's, I, I think I'm going to do this or do that. And it, all it takes is a fall or even a friend just saying, hey, you should try this. And then that's something you end up doing for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like like the whole idea like, oh, everything happens for you and not to you. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, these things happen in your life and then it points you in the right direction. And now what are we? This is our fifth season and you're still doing it. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All from a fall. <laughs> oh, because I ate it at track practice yep. in seventh grade. Nice raspberry on your chin. <laughs> complex when you hear the song, another one bites the dust. I hated you all after that. I was I thought it was funny. They all sang that after I fell. Oh nice. Well yeah. that's what seventh graders do. Yeah. They make fun of you. And I, and now your friends continually continuously make fun of you. Yeah. I have friends. I, I've been out of high school almost twenty years and there's still things we make fun of each other that happened twenty years ago. So that happens. I look, I look forward to making fun of Caroline when we're old and gray. <laughs> Is there anything you make fun of her about besides her height? Um, oh, probably. No, there's so many things. <laughs> You're really putting her on the spot with them. But... I guess. There's so many. She can't figure out which one. Oh, yeah. No, for yeah. sure. It's oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, well, I'll let you think about it. But um, what, uh, what do you like better, shot or disc? Because I, I feel like every thrower likes one more than the other. Disc. Shot. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Now, now is what? We'll start with you, Bella. Why do you like to shop better? Uh, because I, I'm just strong. I've I've always been stronger. I did gymnastics and karate when I was little, so that using the muscle has been easier to me. Obviously, there's uh, some technique involved, but mm-hmm. there's just so much technique when it comes to discus. That's never been like you know my niche when it comes to things like that. Okay. Um, I think disc is personally my favorite event because how i described the track meet yesterday shot is like mm, big strong man and disc is like ooh, pretty and it flies straight and yeah. it looks really pretty when you spin you know it's just it's just i like it yeah it's I, nice i like the shot a lot better but i was horrible at the disc i could not spin you can talk to age about it i could not spin at all um i whenever there was invitationals i i wasn't even close to going for that i always went for shot but i just didn't like it you know, I still had to practice it, and I don't know if it's still a thing that he does, but when you're up until your senior year, you have to do both. And when I was a senior, um, you're allowed to pick what event you want to do, and I only did shot put. So I don't know if you can imagine a practice of just throwing shot <laughs> for the entire time, but that's all I did. That's what some of the guys do anyways. It's okay. <laughs> I don't think he makes makes you pick or anything anymore. No? It's just kind of a really like chill, laid-back practice where 
you choose what you want to throw and mm-hmm. then you kind of work on your own thing. And we have an assistant coach that comes over and specializes in like disc. He also does pole vault, but when he comes over and does disc, I think it's a really big help also oh, nice. for henches too. So he can focus on shot and yeah. this guy can focus on disc and it actually works out really well. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always good when you can get, um, multiple opinions too on like, why, Absolutely. why is this, why am I not doing this correctly or whatever, you know? Well, this year, I think a lot of it with it being laid back and everything is the fact that everyone's just so excited and happy to be there in general that we Mm -hmm. get to have a season that it's like, I don't care what you're doing as long as you're practicing, as long as you're working hard, you get your practice in and do something and Mm -hmm. that's enough. Yeah, because like you said, you're just happy to be out there. Like, how'd you guys feel last year when you're like, hey, we're not going to have anything? That was sad. I was disappointed at first, but that also gave me a lot more free time to like work in my garden and go down to the river and be in nature and stuff like that. So it gave me a lot of free time to rediscover rediscover things that I I only like previously liked a little bit, but also gave me time to do things that I really like that'll like eventually be my career and stuff. Did you did you find uh, as soon as like hey we're not doing this anymore like you're able to flip a switch and like okay well I'm gonna go do this now or did it take some time to figure out like what do I want to do? Um. I crave structure in my life. So yeah. as soon as it was canceled, I was like, okay, I need I need something to do. So that's I just like poured my heart and soul into doing other things. All right. What about you, Bella? When when they said, "Hey, we're not doing track. Um, we're not doing school." What 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 filled that void or what did you decide to do? Well, when it came to school, that was a difficult thing for for me to deal with because, you know, I've always been kind of the type A student who's mm-hmm. really stressing about everything like oh I'm going to manually calculate my GPA 3 times oh a day. Oh my god. Really? And that sounds like an exaggeration but I'm I promise I'm really not exaggerating there. Really? You can, yeah, you can laugh all you want. I know it's a little anal but it's like <laughs> it's something that I've always I've always stuck with. Do, do you find that it, it comforts you or you just stress about it no matter what? Oh no, it's terrible. I'm going to have a heart attack <laughs> when I'm like 24, but but it's 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 become like structured routine for me, and I guess it's kind of what Caroline was talking about. But then on the flip side, when it comes to track, I spend my entire fall and winter doing activities like marching band and speech and debate and mock trial. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to spring track, is that physical outlet that I finally get. So I found myself like lacking that physical outlet, and that okay. was hard last year. So I started going to the gym, you know, started getting these like gains. Getting like, swole. I was spending like three hours in the gym every single day. No really? way. Yeah. That long? Yeah. Now, was it a lot of talking or you're just like, go? No, no, no. It was like, I did a solid like hour of cardio and then like two hours of like weight training and stuff like that. Is this on your own? Yeah, on my own. Really? hmm Wow. Yeah. I, I can, if I turn on some music, I can get going in the gym and just stay going. Or even like when I was doing my cardio on the treadmill, I'd turn on a show. I went through a bunch of shows mm-hmm. while I was uh, uh, running. <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend to say that. I was jogging or walking did quickly. You, did you Have you always been that way? Like you like lifting weights and working out? I do. I really like lifting weights. Uh, you could pay me to do cardio and I wouldn't do it. But uh, it was really important to me to like start doing that, you know, raising my heart rate and stuff, mm-hmm. especially during quarantine because no one's doing anything. Yeah. You're just trapped inside all the time. So I started doing more of that. But weight training has always been fun to me because, like I said earlier, like karate and gymnastics, stuff like that, that's a lot of strength. Yeah. So I guess that's always been uh, fun for me to do. Okay. And and it's it's good that you acknowledge, well, both of you, you acknowledge the importance of um, I have one physical outlet. They took that away. I got to continue. Yeah. And Caroline, you you know from yourself, like I need structure, so I gotta I gotta do something, or I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah. 
and and for you know for you be, both being juniors, it's important that you guys realize that now because it's only going to get not worse, but it's going to get harder to do that things when you get into college because everything's by yourself mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, like I don't know uh, where you plan on going, but if it's far enough, you're not going to have your family around. You know, so so it's good that you guys have that now, and and maybe that's the takeaway you you get from the from COVID. Like it helped you maybe get a jump start on that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean, you learn. I mean, for a lot of people, a lot of personal responsibility, uh, individual accountability, holding yourself accountable for, you know, what you want to do and where you want to go. It's a it's a it's a hard thing to do, but it was an important lesson to learn for a lot of young people, especially. Well, adults, adults don't understand the importance of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even elementary school kids were learning that mm-hmm. over like the whole COVID lockdown and everything. Cause you know, you have to do your school by yourself. Mm-hmm. Some people's parents weren't even home. I mean, my parents work. So obviously I mean, I was left alone most of the time, but think about like little kids or like even middle school kids, like later elementary school, like they had to learn, like I have to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to complete this before the day's over, you know? So I think in ways it was beneficial for everybody because it gave them a taste of, Oh, this is what's coming up. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but then at the at the same time, it's a little sad to see that happening for the littler kids and stuff. Definitely. I mean, my little my little brother, mm-hmm. you know, he's uh, in the baseball league and stuff. So he's he's eight. He'll turn nine this week. We're really old, Caroline. Um, <laughs> but he was really struggling with the idea of needing to do schoolwork, but not being around his teachers, not being around his friends and stuff. And mm-hmm. when they're so little, it's it's coming to the fact. Okay, you're teaching these kids to read over Zoom, like that kind of yeah. those big like life steps they're doing virtually. And so it's it's a different perspective being in the household where you're like teaching the younger students yeah. what they're doing while you're in this virtual format and all of that stuff. So it's a it's a really interesting thing seeing how it affected different people, but there's definitely a positive idea of independence that mm-hmm. comes from it. Like kind of what Caroline was saying. So I think that was something that was important. And, and, and everyone talks about like the, the need for kids to and and high schoolers just to be with their friends, you know? And <clears throat> I realized that last year when I was home with the kids and they scheduled zoom to see, see other friends and how excited they got because they hadn't seen them in forever and just for my daughter was in uh, preschool last year and for her to sit and see all her preschool friends, like she had just such a big smile on her face and she was so excited because that, that doesn't happen. You know, they, and I, I don't know if this was the case for your brother, but here they have friends that they play with and that didn't change. It's like they're, they're their bubble already. So mm-hmm. we're, we're just going to let them play because they got to play with somebody. They got to do something. Yeah. And that's been the same way. So luckily for, for our kids, they had, I don't know, I think like four kids that they, play with nonstop. So they were still able to be outside and be with friends and stuff and and uh which made it a lot better for everybody, you know. Uh my family, my mom more let us have our own kind of bubble towards the end of summer mm-hmm. last year. It was like, okay, you have your select group of people. You know where they're going, you know where their families are going. You're mm-hmm. allowed to see them with some precautions and stuff like that. So that was that was definitely a saving grace, but I know a lot of families, especially uh I have a lot of friends whose parents work in the medical field. Uh, oh. That wasn't that wasn't a privilege that they got to have. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's my family. My mom works <laughs> oh, really? as a, a NICU nurse up at U of M, so she works with the preemies and everything. Uh. And my sister just picked up a job at ProMedica at all the different hospitals, like Bay Park, Flowers, stuff like that, as a scribe. So she just writes down everything that's going on in the room. So I mean, they're both vaccinated now. They're both like definitely not going to come home sick or anything. Yeah, but. 
um, when the lockdown was happening, it was a really big thing. Like you can't go out and see people. I can't get sick. We can't get sick. So I had a very like limited bubble. I had one friend and it was only because I did her mom's landscaping. So I'd go over there and do the landscaping and spend the whole day pulling weeds, planting things. And then I would go inside and eat with them. So it was considered like my social time. Yeah. I also got to see other people. Like I landscape for a lot of old people. So I did their landscaping and I got to talk with them at a distance and stuff like that. So that was kind of my socializing over the lockdown. But it was a lot of independent stuff for you. Yeah, because because if it wasn't for that your landscaping business, it'd be like you're talking about going down the right of the river or hang, just hanging out in your own garden. Yeah, right? it's it was a lot of alone time. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you ever get to a point where you were worried about your family because they were in the hospitals? No, not really. My mom um, talked about being at U of M, and there's mm-hmm. separate floors to the hospital, mm-hmm. and I think there's separate wings too. But she said like people are barred from going to the COVID units, and people aren't allowed to come in, and it was like. They went through a lot of precautions, especially being such a high-level hospital. Like, you know, U of M is one of the best in the country. Um, People went through a lot of clearance to come and see their kids. Oh, okay. And Margaret didn't pick up her job at ProMedica until a little bit later. So there wasn't any kind of worry about getting it from my family. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. And um, I I, I, I find it really interesting to learn how you guys, like, went through covid and obviously we're still doing it now but it's it's a little a little more um towards the end of it hopefully um but but it's uh, it's it's always such a downer it seems like a downer you know but it's good that there is some positive because you got to try to find positive in everything otherwise the your the world would suck you know because <laughs> yeah, everything no, would be definitely. so negative <laughs> um so so now are you guys in school four days a week yeah we are and is there a as far as you guys are concerned personally is there like a big difference in how you feel or is it all the same? At first, yes, definitely. Because, I mean, you're walking through the hallways. And Perrysburg is such a highly populated school that mm-hmm. even before when it was only half of the student body in the building at once, you just had this mass of people in the hallways. So you're like, they're like, oh, social distancing, wear your masks and stuff. But you're <laughs> physically like rubbing against people in the hallways just trying to get to your next class. And mm-hmm. the moment they threw all of us in together, it just got so much worse. And it was... It was honestly overwhelming, like the very first day going back and seeing all those people there. You just had like that that rising feeling of almost panic because it's something so unfamiliar at that point. You're like, these are so many people. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I haven't seen those eyes in 365 (laughs) days. Like, oh, I I, I forgot about you. And so it was it was it was there was an adjustment period. But it's kind of it's kind of fun getting back and seeing all these people. But I was honestly someone who really enjoyed the small class sizes. Mm -hmm. So seeing well, yeah, because you, I mean, you give you more time to calculate your GPA. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, really develop those uh, one-on-one relationships with a teacher where I can like focus on my grades and get everything done and just be even more psychotic than before. (laughs) I know. Well, that's that's why I enjoy going to Owens is Mm -hmm. because the class size, Mm -hmm. and and I didn't go until I was older, but I. I liked it because it, it wasn't like this giant room where it's, I went to BG also and it was like, I was in one music class for like, there was like 300 people there, mm-hmm. you know, but I definitely like that. So I can see where you're coming. Like, this is cool, especially because high school teachers, you can get such an attachment to certain ones or certain subjects and then it just brings that out more. Yeah, you know? no, that's, I definitely saw that happening this year. There were just a few teachers that I really uh, latched onto that I've appreciated even more than I think I would have in like a non-COVID year just because, you know, these teachers are 
really doing everything they can mm-hmm. to build these connections with you. And I know Henches is our coach. Big but shout out to Henches for all this, though. Yeah, we <laughs> like, love Henches. But yeah, like he was he was sitting there the whole time and you could just see how much he missed having everyone in the classroom together. Yeah. So how he how excited he was when we all came back together and stuff. And he's just he's such an enthusiastic teacher. And it's really um it's really great. He wears like his very fun outfits to school every day. He has like he has like fancy masks and he's got his ties. Uh, My mom made him a gumby mask. Oh really? So um <laughs> no, so I was I was thinking, I was like, I wanna get something for henches because you know, like we love you, him. You he's both great. have him in class? Uh, I don't have him for class, I just have him for track. Oh, okay. But I All see right. him like every day. All right. But um I was like, I wanna do something for henches, but I just don't know what I'm going to do for him. And I go on eBay and I'm searching up Gumby things. I'm like, no, Henches probably literally has all of this, like Gumby figurines, wait, 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 wait. like Does everything. He likes Gumby. Yes, yeah. he oh. loves Gumby. I didn't know that. He has them like well, before COVID. He used to have them like all around his room. Oh, there's still like okay. there's like a there's a like a, a, like a select a, a framed picture with yeah. some, and there's like one hanging from the whiteboard. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, but yeah. So so go, so you're researching Gumby. Yeah, I was I was just trying to find Gumby things for Henches. Gumby search. And then I I stumble upon fabric. I'm like. My mom makes masks. Oh, like nice. she just got into sewing and she does all this. I was like, I need to make henches a gumby mask. <laughs> and so I, I begged my mom. I'm like, Mom, I know this fabric is like really, really expensive, but please can we get it? And she was she caved in. She's like, fine. So we got it and she made the mask and I gave it to henches and I think he really, really, really liked it. Nice. And it matches his gumby tie. <laughs> and it it's just it's the best thing ever. That's yeah. awesome. He planned a whole day of the week when he was gonna wear both of them together and he's like, and then Caroline, I'm gonna walk into your math class so that you can see the outfit. And it was the it fit. was fantastic. And I like I walked into class that day and I I was just smiling. I'm like, this guy is so great. <laughs> I've known Henches for so long, and I did not know that about. I, I never had him as a teacher, but I didn't know that about Gumby. Is is he a different teacher as opposed to coach, or is it all the same? It's actually pretty similar. Uh, you know, uh, if I can say this, you know, with respect, he's kind of a nerd in class, <laughs> okay. and he's super like cool on the field when it comes to shot and disc. But like overall, he keeps like he keeps like this really like almost nonchalant like kind of thing about him he's just really casual about it all but everything he does is super helpful mm-hmm. and he's so he's so mildly sarcastic oh, and you have yes. to really be focusing to like yeah. pick it up because he's just so it's like almost monotone half the time but he's so funny i mean in class he's like he'll crack his jokes and stuff and it, it got so much better when everyone was there because before when it was just half of the class it, he would say something funny and would it would be dead silence <laughs> And I would like get the joke or something like that, but no one, no one would say anything or do anything or no one would answer any of the questions. But then you you show up to track and he's got like, he's got his apple. He's just standing in the corner and like silently judging your throws. And oh my, you, you know, what's funny is so great. It's so funny. Cause when you say, you said silently judging as opposed to coaching, like but that fits so perfectly. Well, he'll, he'll come over and coach when the apple's gone. Yeah. After, <laughs> Once he throws it, once he throws it at the fence, then it's then it's game time. And either sticks or are sticks in the fence or it breaks. Yep. He just gives off dad vibes, like good nerdy dad vibes. Mm-hmm. He'll show up. He's got he's got his like waterproof shoes and everything. He's he's <laughs> and so his ready. Coats. Yeah. He's so ready. He he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, he's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, we've got some kids on the team right now that are throwing with us uh like the the lobenthals uh-huh. and so he like coached their mom and stuff too oh, and okay. so they're like 
Uh, I know one of my teammates, especially she, she's like, I gotta, I gotta throw this way before my mom comes sees our, <laughs> our home meets because she was coached the same exact way and that kind of stuff. So it's really, it's really funny just to see like, honestly, the impact that he's had on the team for so long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really cool thing. Well, there was another kid I just noticed, uh, Brayden, mm. um, his, his mom gra- graduated with me and she was really? a thrower. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's cool to to see that because it, it is, it's got to feel a little bit strange being a teacher. Like I coached your mom or I taught your dad or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like the kind of thing, especially it, it seems like there are, you don't notice it unless you're actually like talking to the people that are going to a school or working at a school. But a lot of people come back to where they were or they mm-hmm. stay like, they stay like in the area or even people who get jobs get jobs at certain places they went to school they're like our band director he went to school at perrysburg mm-hmm. or uh, i went on i went to a college visit at ohio northern and i talked to some professors there and they're like yeah we all went to ohio northern and i think that's like really interesting like when you see that a place is so i guess well-rounded that people want to come back or people want to stay so i think perrysburg kind of has that uh, quality at least about the schools i know that's mm-hmm. why my parents wanted to come here in general for the schools yeah so I think it's a really cool thing. I don't know about you, but I'm getting out as soon as I can. <laughs> I was I was just gonna ask you. So so there's definitely um, two camps. Like when people, let's say there's the, the, these two people are in these separate camps and they're talking to the same group of seniors. One's like, hey, if you love it at a certain place and then make your home there, you'll be happy. And the other one's like, you got to get out, mm-hmm. get out because there's so much other stuff out there. But I think you just have to figure out what's best for you. Like you, obviously, you, and I don't think it's because you hate it here. I just think you want to experience other things. Yeah. Um. There's not a lot of opportunities Um. in Perrysburg or like Northwest Ohio. Well, I feel like there are with the Metro Parks, but like what I want to do for my job. Mm-hmm. But if you, like I've searched up like job openings and thing like, things like that, they're all in like bigger cities or um, just not in Perrysburg, like in other places in Ohio. Yeah. I think well, I definitely have to stay in Ohio because my parents are going to be here and their parents are here, but I just don't want to stay like in Perrysburg. Do, do you feel pressure like to stay close to your family? No. Or it's just you feel, you just want to? Yeah, no, I, I just know I probably should. Right. Well, what, <laughs> what do you, what do you want to do? So, um, so, well, let's start with this. Where are you going? Where do you want to go to school or have you decided? I haven't decided because a lot of places um, don't offer the major I want to go into. But what's probably going to happen is I'm going to go to Owens for two years Mm -hmm. to get my like certification. And then I'll go to a bigger school, transfer there. It'll just be more smart money wise. What do you what do you want to go? What do you want to do at Owens? I major in horticulture. Okay, so so, I could get like an associates or something like that there. uh, So that's what I have from Owens. Um, The guy who teaches, uh, his name is Chris Foley, still is still there. I love the program and I talk to him all the time and I tell him, I go, you know, I like being at the high school because I can talk to kids about going there. Just in Owens in general, because I like that, the concept of just going to a community college right out of high school. But that program is really good. I'm even thinking about, because Metro Parks pays for school, I'm going back and taking more classes that, that I took already, but just like refresher courses. Um, so ultimately, what do you want to do? Once, like, what's your job? Like, what do you want to do? So I want to be a horticulturalist. So like someone that is uh like the head of a of like a large botanical garden or something like that but mm-hmm. somewhere where i can make creative decisions okay and also like apply my talents of you know i have like a really green thumb you know stuff like that mm-hmm. but i feel like that would just be a really fulfilling job yeah yeah um and you haven't found a school that that you like that has that or that has that in general um 
not a school I like. I did a whole interview with this guy from MSU, and you know, I was like really hyped. I was like, oh yeah, I yeah. want to go to Michigan State. They have greenhouses, they have plant sale every yep. year. And then I Googled out of state tuition. <laughs> Thirty nine thousand yeah. a year. Yeah. Why? Well, Owens has a plant sale in greenhouse every year. So yeah, you but get that I there. I couldn't find anything about That's the program crazy. online though. Like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you some information. Okay. Yeah. Like I scoured their website and I was like, "There's nothing here." <laughs> yeah, I'll get you something. Uh, what about you, Bella? What's what are your plans? What are, have you decided on a school that you want to go to? Uh, I haven't really decided on a school yet, mostly because. Uh, it's important to me personally and then to my family that I get the opportunity to visit schools because there's a, you have this whole different feeling that you have when you're actually on a campus, when you mm. see the student body and stuff like that. Just yeah. it, there's so much you can learn about programs from, from a website and that kind of thing. But if you're really dedicating the next, however many years of your life to this institution, you want to know how it feels to yeah, be there. Yeah. So that's the, a specific school has been hard for me to say. I really, really liked Ohio Northern mm-hmm. when I visited. I even got, uh, I got home yesterday after the meet and I had mail and I had a handwritten letter from the person who did my tour when I went to Ohio Northern, like thanking me for coming and like offering if I wanted to reach out and stuff oh, like nice. that. And so that was a perk of like a small school. So we talked about small class sizes yeah. earlier and that's something that I found really valuable there. But I, uh, I picked Ohio Northern to look at because of their political science program. Okay. So I want to study political science, uh, for undergrad type stuff and then hopefully go to law school, that kind of idea. And, uh, the ultimate goal working in law and politics, that's, uh, that's exactly what I want because, uh, I've been a part of the speech and debate and mock trial teams in Perrysburg for a long time, and those have just become such a large part of my life, and I've really been able to see how passionate I am about that kind of thing, about uh, studying you know, not only the legal system, but the flaws that exist within it and how we could potentially improve things to help more people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's so fascinating, and like dedicating my life to that, that is something that I can totally see and that I totally want. Did that... Um seed get set when you're in junior high doing mock trial or is that something you've always wanted to do um okay that's so the thing is when, when it comes to mock trial you you hear your coaches say it over and over again and especially the the perrysburg coaches this isn't coaches in general do they have that in high school too yes okay all right but uh the coaches are like yeah half of our mock trial kids never go into law they actually go into engineering and i'm like oh okay that doesn't make sense to me but i'm not gonna be an engineer so I guess I went through I went through middle school. I did three years of middle school mock trial. Um, I will actually be the very last person from Perrysburg to have seven years of mock trial experience because we have HPI now, so the kids can't start in sixth grade. Oh, so okay. I I'll be the last person from Perrysburg with seven years of mock trial. You seem experience. proud of that. I am. I veteran. Good. Yeah. Veteran. Yeah, I'm a vet. <laughs> no, but I, I mean that's just what I'm going to flex when I come back to coach one day. I'm like, hey guys. But Miss me? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. But no, the throughout middle school, it's 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 entirely different. It actually changes a lot when you get to high school because middle school, your cases are based on books and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a lot more almost play than work. It's very it's it's hard work, and you have to dedicate a lot of time to get it done. But you don't really work with the legal system as much. Okay. But once you switch to high school, they give you almost real life scenarios. And they actually give you like case law. So they give you cases that have gone through the various levels of the courts mm-hmm. in the United States. 
and you have to apply those to your case. I keep hitting That's this. That's all right. That's fine. I talk too much with my hands. That's I don't, okay. like, don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to sit on them. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but it's, it's, I think it really spawned the interest when I got into high school, not actually from mock trial in law, believe it or not, but mm-hmm. speech and debate. Oh, nice. Okay. I started off as a debater. I was doing Lincoln Douglas, so I had to use philosophy to debate uh, certain ethical issues. <laughs> And I was terrible I say, at that. It doesn't sound like you liked it. That was, it was so high pressure. And then I was a little freshman and we didn't have an official like Lincoln Douglas debate coach. So I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, uh, despite like the best efforts of my coach, he's an awesome coach, but I, I just didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't built for it. Like I couldn't debate against these crazy kids from the Cleveland area who like they, they were eating, they were sleeping, life. they were breathing debate. And I was like, this is terrifying. So uh, my coach decided that she wasn't going to keep paying for not having a Lincoln Douglas judge at the tournaments. Oh, and okay. she's like, what if you do United States extemporaneous speaking? And I was like, I don't want to do that. And she made me do it. And here I am three years later, I was 11th in the state nice. for the category. So you have to, it's a very high pressure thing. I think that's why I'm so high strung. I've been everything, high, high strung the, since day one. Everything you do is... Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm the type of person where my, my arms physically hurt if my shoulders aren't lifted up to my ears. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's going great for me. <laughs> it's all right. 17 years young. That's all right. You just have to... You have to find a way to relax. Like, how do you relax? Oh, so just still speaking and, and music and stuff. So the, the activities I do are my greatest stressors and my greatest relief. Like I love what I do. It's it's high pressure in the moment, but the reward is what really gets me to settle down. So like I have these speeches. I have 30 minutes to draw a question and prepare a speech about politics, economics, or just social issues in the United States. And yeah. then I have seven minutes to give that speech fully memorized with sources and everything like that. And after I give it, I'm just like, oh, this was this was really cool. I mean, like I came up with this cool intro yeah. to really wrap it all together. And afterwards, I get to carry around my little notebook and I tell my whole family what I wrote my speech about. <laughs> and then I'll call my friends. I'll be like, this is what my speech was about for this round. And, Do your friends care? Uh, yeah, some of them. <laughs> I mean, my best friend, uh, my best friend Hannah always listens. Yeah. Always listens when uh, we talk about the speeches. Oh, Are they at the door? <laughs> we got a visitor. Hi. <laughs> they always do that. She, her more than the other one. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but um, you have to... You have to really be a certain type of person to be able to listen to me talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I think it takes like willpower just to like sit there and not have your eyes glaze over. Yeah. But um, just like being able to talk about that and then being able to just spew out political facts like that's that's rewarding to me. And that's that's how I became passionate about it. I'm like, OK, these things are happening. And I, I like learning about this. Mm-hmm. I like sitting at my computer and downloading news articles for hours every night. <laughs> Like oh it's okay. It does it's, not look at Caroline's like no way. You okay. could never fathom yourself doing this, dude. I just want chickens. <laughs> like, like that's it. Yeah, I oh, okay. So Caroline will do my gardening and I'll keep her up on the political facts. And but you, I, I don't. I I, I have she, She'll do the gardening and you'll help her create her LLC. This episode is sponsored by Big Daddy Graphics. Big Daddy Graphics is the only full time, full service Perrysburg Spirit Wear store in Perrysburg. They have two full-time graphic artists on staff to assist customers in creating eye-catching designs and full catalogs from the leading makers of quality garments, including Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, Holloway, Badger, among other top brand manufacturers. 
Big Daddy Graphics offers screen printing and embroidery for anyone from the sports world to the corporate one. They also offer promotional products emblazoned with logos. They can put your logo on nearly 1 million different types of promotional products, from coffee cups to golf tees, key fobs to lanyards, and hundreds of thousands of other products. So whether you live your life on the field or in the office, Big Daddy Graphics has you covered. To get started on your design, visit BigDaddy-Graphics.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm looking at your your Owens. I was wondering what you were looking at. Uh, yeah, your Owens thing. Oh. So he has like his degree on the wall right next to his forklift certification. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm glad that makes you laugh. I I even forgot they were up there. <laughs> I want a forklift license. <laughs> you know you know what's crazy about that? So that class, that particular forklift class, um, what <laughs> what's it's like they're of, they're of equal value. It's like you went to college. I got forklift certified. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. That's so funny. You're the first person, and and the guest. Even if I have one guest, they always sit over there, and you're the first person to ever talk about that. Probably because I'm the only. No, actually, that's not true. I say probably because I'm the only person that knows or cares about forklift certification. But anyway, that class, that particular class, that was like a whole week of classes like 40 hours of sitting in a room eight hours a day going through this and um i don't even know i didn't i haven't looked at it uh i don't even know if it expires um i don't think it does um forever certification (laughs) but when i was at you when i was at ut we had to we had to do one every year but it was it was get on a forklift drive to the pallet empty pallet pick it up drive somewhere else drop the pallet off and then that was it and that was this your certification for the year so this one was uh, intense, and I think I fell asleep a few times because it was boring. Yeah. You, is that just like licensed to own and operate? Like you, that, you, you flash that bad boy, and you can like walk up to your nearest like Kia dealer and no. be like, "Yo, can I have a forklift?" I no, I think it's for like when you work somewhere, you have to be forklift certified. Oh my god! You just keep it in your back pocket. Bella, no, do you remember Honey Boo Boo, like the show? Yeah. You know, you know how the mom had like a messed up toe from getting run over by a forklift. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> Dude, there's this one episode where they went to like get their nails done. They went to get pedicures and she refused to take her sock off. So I think they painted on I the sock. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. That it's gross. because of a forklift accident. Yeah. And that's why you have See, to get forklift get certified. certified. That's why you did 40 hours. Exactly. You're laughing at me, Bella. I'm Learn from Honey Boo Boo. I'm laughing at Honey Boo Boo because that, <laughs> that, that came out of nowhere. That, that was 10 years ago, that certification. I'm probably not certified oh. anymore. You want a you want a cake? We can celebrate like ten year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wedding anniversary, forklift no, I, <laughs> anniversary. I feel like I gotta I gotta I I, I don't want to take it down, but I feel like I gotta put the Owens up a little bit higher. Oh yeah, or just put the forklift one under it. Mm-hmm. Or, that would make take, more sense. Or take it down. No, don't no, take it down. Don't take it down. That's beautiful. Now you have to leave it up. You can, yeah, just have the have, have the kids like bedazzle it or something. <gasps> yes, just the frame. My daughter does love uh, hot glue gun. Don't well, they she, all? She we would be great it, friends. She doesn't use it, but <laughs> she she watches us use it and then mm. throws stuff at it. Yeah, she really? made she made a it was a, just a cardboard box with her grandma, and she hot glue gun ribbon around it, and then put a bunch of nature stuff like leaves, uh, sticks, acorns, a rock, 
Like, and it was, I don't know, it was like a sheet, size of a sheet of paper. And I took it to work and my, my supervisor screwed it into the wall at, in the office at work. So there's just massive nature just on the, I love that. On the wall. It was so funny. It's great. You're, you're giving Caroline some ideas here. She's going to come do some interior decoration at my house. I'll walk up to the Metro parks, you know, yeah, walk up to their office building. Like I got some decorations for you. Yep. Check out this rock. I hot glue gun on another rock. <laughs> It's a, it's a conglomerate <laughs> rock. Rock, rock. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're, we're nerds. It's so bad. That's all right. It's so bad. I'm, I I find it funny that you were looking at the, the toe lift certific- certification. Mm-hmm. Bring back memories. I, that, was a, that was a fun job I had, and uh, we all had to do it, so nobody was working. I think it was in the winter, so it was a little easier um, to not do stuff, but it was it was fun. I'm glad I did it, it was, and... Uh, and now it brings joy to you and you, Bella. Yeah. That makes it all worth it. <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of that, I was, was going to ask you about your debate. Do you get instant feedback as you're doing your speech? Or no. is it like, because that would be, that'd be the worst. Because when I did stand-up comedy for a little bit, obviously you want to get laughs. And if you're not, it's it's troubling. Even if, it, or, or if there's some noise like, ugh, like someone made a sound, like at least you're getting something. That would be so frustrating to hear silence. Because yeah. you don't know which... And I understand that's the nature of speech and debate, but mm-hmm. you don't know which way, like how it's going. It honestly depends on the judge that you have in the room with you. And some rounds it's different because when you get to these higher break rounds, you get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals at like bigger tournaments, mm-hmm. then you have more judges. But f- for preliminary rounds and just for smaller uh, tournaments, it's just you and a judge in a room. And so it's they're just staring at you the entire time as you give your speech and some judges are better at hiding how they're feeling or reacting than others, so they'll just stare at you with a straight face uh, the entire time. Sometimes you get like a laser death glare, or um, sometimes they'll like laugh. I try to put humor into my speeches because, especially with the category I'm doing with like politics and economics, some of the kids that do that are really, really dry. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel bad for this judge. I'm going to make them laugh. And that's my favorite when I can make a judge laugh because then I know I'm doing something right at least. But it's the worst when you say something that could be taken one way or another, like politically, yeah. and you don't know how your judge is going to react. And then they give you a reaction that's like, mm, I didn't like that. And you're just like, well, I dug myself a hole. I should go lay down in it now. Because <laughs> you just got to, I mean, you have the speech prepared. You just got to continue on with mm-hmm. what you're doing. You can't yeah. stop. Yeah, no, you can't stop. And yeah. at that point, you you really, you can't alter any of it mm. because you're just, well, it's extemporaneous. Yeah. So you're coming up with it on the spot, but... It doesn't matter if the judge doesn't like what you're saying. They're supposed to be grading you on like the accuracy, how you're using your sources and your presentation, your professionalism okay, and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. But we do get we do get like good feedback for most tournaments afterwards. We get what they're called they get ballots. So you, they write down all of the information that you're giving in your speech. They give you notes on your presentation, that kind of stuff. And um we get to read those afterwards. Last year uh, when it, we were in person, it's all like you just get packets from the judges. Like mm-hmm. each of your rounds has like a sheet of paper or two, but this year it was all virtual. So it's all typed out. It was really nice and neat. And it's quicker feedback because you right after the tournament, you get to go, your coach doesn't have to go and sit there for 30 minutes waiting for the oh, packets yeah. for everyone on your team. <laughs> but yeah, you do get, you do get that feedback and uh, it's really helpful. I, if you, if you're able to take criticism in stride, which I think I pride myself on being able to do, mm-hmm. then it's a, it's a really uh, nice thing to have that, feedback and even sometimes the things that are like "Mm, that's not that good don't do that (laughs) 
Uh, well, well, you're both. I mean, I can see. I can say that you take criticism. You're you're both very coachable. It's it's very frustrating when you can when you t- tell somebody, well, here's what you're doing wrong, and here's how to fix it, and then they they go okay, and then they don't. You or know, they straight up don't listen. Yeah, it, it's 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 very frustrating as a coach because like, hey, I'm trying to help you, like, and then after a while, okay, we'll just do it do it that way and not be good at it. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Or as people um, with seniority. Or, I mean, I can use track as an example since we've already been talking about it. But henches can only be over at one event at a time. So I think it's up to the people that are older that have more experience to help the newer people. And sometimes people just straight up don't listen. They're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I I saw I had to help this week. The junior high track coach is Mm -hmm. quarantined. Mm -hmm. So I I helped them uh, this week. And one there was one girl who was like telling another of her friends like no you're supposed to do this and then when you do this do that and i told her i was like that i, I was like i love that because a you're listening to me mm-hmm. and you know how to do it so so you're you're you might not not know how to do it correctly or perfectly but you know what you're supposed to do so that leads me to believe that you're working on it too yeah. but i like when when that happens when people point it out now it sucks when they don't always take the the uh, coaching um, because they see you as a peer which we, you are but You've also been doing it a lot longer than I have, mm-hmm. so they got to take that into account. Um, I do want to talk about your landscape business, Caroline. <laughs> yeah, get um, it done. <laughs> and you're ch- so you want chickens? Yes. Um, can I tell you? Just last night, I ordered three um, ducks or four ducks, one male, three female. So they'll, they'll be here the first week in May. That's the first thing your neighbor told me when I talked to her. She, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going over to Melcher's house." She's like, oh, "He has ducks." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who said that? Maya? Oh, yeah, 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 Maya. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my brother's girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah, so so we built the duck house. We can look at it if you want before we we leave. But I I got to build a fence stuff. But yeah, we're getting them. They'll be in the garage for, they're coming, I think they're like a day old or two days old when they get here. In the mail, which is weird. I always found it weird. Um, So you decide you want to get chickens. Yes. Now, have, have you... I did a bunch of research on chickens versus ducks, and I decided to go with ducks because they're a lot easier for me to take care of. How come you want chickens as opposed to anything else, I guess? Um, so there's this... Oh, man, this is a very long story, but it starts right. with... Bella's the, been talking for an hour about nerd stuff, so... Oh, yeah. okay. No, well, just, this is this is my turn. This is my time to nerd out. <laughs> so it go. started with this whole, this whole Facebook thing. And this Facebook group is called Chickens in the Berg. Oh, yeah. And I'm you remember... Yeah. yeah. You remember when it was a whole controversy? You know, people yeah. had their chickens. Well... I do landscaping at people's houses, obviously, as b- mentioned before. But uh-huh. some people have had chickens, and yeah. I really, really, really like them. And one of my good friends has chickens. And we always go to county fairs, and we see the chickens. Yeah. And it's just like a big thing. And me and my dad really, really want to farm. But we can't really have a farm in Perrysburg, Ohio, you yeah. know, because we live on, what, like a fourth of an acre? <laughs> so when they finally posted on Chickens in the Berg, I was I was allowed in the group before my dad was, and the the title of the post was "We Did It," and I was like, yeah. "No way, no way!" I look in the comments, and someone's like, "What did we do?" And the person is like, "You're allowed to have chickens in the burg now." And I sent that text so fast to my dad in all caps. I was like, "Dad, we need chickens." But at the county fairs, they always have this one breed of chicken that is the fluffiest, the best looking chicken. They're called silkies, yep. and they come in all different colors. And I want some so bad. We yeah. found a place in Adrian, Michigan that has them and breeds them and you can only have hens in perrysburg so i can't like get them from people who don't know the gender yeah so 
we're going to go up to Adrian, Michigan. We're going to get us some silkies. You know, they're going to live in our house for a little bit because they'll just be babies, mm-hmm. you know. We already bought the chicken coop from Tractor Supply. Oh, nice. I'm going to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably going to paint it a different color. I want it to match our shed. Okay. Because we, we are, okay, my dad and I took down our old shed. Like, we used sledgehammers to take out all the paneling. <laughs> and we threw a rope over the side and swung it until it fell down. <laughs> So we took down our shed. We couldn't build a new one. So we had tough shed people come in and you could choose the colors of your tough shed. And of course mine is red with white trim. It's a a little barn. So I want to make the chicken coop match the little barn. Nice. Yeah. But uh, so you want them obviously for eggs, right? Yeah. And um, I love having, I guess, ducks or chickens in your backyard because they eat bugs too, which my wife loves. And like, that's the, I had to do so much research. Are you I was trying not to laugh. Are you okay over there? I'm great. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Your passion. So so here's so here's what I'm I'm learning just sitting here with you two. Um, I don't know how long you've been friends. Um, it's it seems too like, long. It seems like a too while. Long, yeah. yeah. So, but it's cool to me that both of you have such different interests, <laughs> right? Whatever it is that brings you guys together is that's cool. But you can also respect each other's things that you like. Um, a, you can make fun of each other, but no, like, hey, she loves doing that and you love doing what you're doing, right? But that's a friend. Yeah, don't worry. This is residual from the Facebook. This is, I, the moment you said that we did it, I just, I lost, like, 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 and then I think of, like, the, the we did it, Joe, like that we one. We did it, Joe. And then, and then I, you're I, the next president of the United States. Like, just that. I can't. I've been laughing since that. That's so right. I'm, I I fully support your passions. I think it's actually really interesting because we've been friends since like seventh grade. So we were like 13 when we became friends. We'll be 18 in a few months. Yeah. But um, I don't know, just seeing the way her passions have changed and her personality has changed. It's been like a really cool thing to watch her like grow up and grow up like next to her because yeah. like just she she's such a passionate person so seeing her get passionate about this stuff like it like it genuinely like warms my heart like i'm like oh that's my friend i'm so proud of her well i can tell you that the moment up until we're at you we're at 47 minutes right now the whole 40 minutes before that before you started talking about chickens like you you were talking you were excited have fun whatever as soon as you start your like the way you talk changed which is really cool because like as soon as i was like hey about chickens you like, and that's how I am about certain things too. Like, because you love it, and you did all this work, and you want to get get the reward for this, right? You know, that's what I did when I first decided I wanted to get ducks. I did so much research because I knew my wife was going to ask me a bunch of questions because because mm-hmm. I'm a nut job for winning ducks. You know, at the time I lived in Toledo, so, um, but I had, and then so I think the one thing that got her going back to the bugs is that she's like she's. Um, rightfully so she doesn't like ticks mm. you know and my son got a tick one time and it was on his head for way too long we didn't catch it so it was huge and we were worried about it so now like she's she loves the idea of having ducks and and especially in our backyard just eating all the bugs and stuff any eggs i love eating duck eggs they're so good they're so good to bake with mm. um i you know i when i did have them i you never had duck eggs well, you have to have them when my ducks lay eggs. I've they're, never had them either they so. so they're higher in cholesterol because they're bigger mm-hmm. um if you, I don't know if you either you like to bake, but they're really good to bake with because they're bigger. You mm-hmm. use the same amount of duck eggs that you would chicken eggs, but they're bigger, so it makes everything more moist. Nice. So it's yes, it's they're really good. I my son, I remember he was probably only like three or four, and I would, we were scrambling up some duck eggs and eating them, and he got used to eating those eggs. And then in the winter came, they weren't laying anymore, and we had to go back to store bought eggs, and he t- he could taste the difference. And he asked, he was like, "Why are these eggs different?" And he's like, four. I was like, "Well, <laughs> here's the deal," you know. 
Also, the um, the the brand that the the kind that I'm getting are really good um, mothers too. So they'll sit on their brood on a nest, mm. and they've done that a couple times with some old ones. And I like to bring them in and candle them, put a put a flashlight on them, and you can see them uh, as they as they get older. Like there were. Maybe a week old, you can just you can see a heart in there beating and stuff. It was really cool to see, you know. And that's why I like too, like showing my kids that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fun. So, um, but yeah, let's talk about um, your landscaping business. So, has this something you've done <laughs> a while? Oh yeah, have you? Um, I remember being like, like eight. I don't know. It was when I was short, so okay. it was probably when short. I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I, I had like this basket. It wasn't, it wasn't even a basket. You know, like the kind of things that you keep in a bathroom that have like dividers on them, oh, yeah. like for your, like your toothbrush and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I carried one of those around, but it had like a trowel and like a dandelion <laughs> puller and then some gloves in it. And I went to every door on my street and I was like, "Do you need weeds pulled? Do you need weeds pulled?" <laughs> did people and take you up on your offer? No, everyone uh, turned me down, and bummer. it was really sad because they all kind of did their own landscaping, or they had people come and do it. And I was really like discouraged, and so I stopped for a while. Didn't do that, but I'd always help my dad do like yard work and everything. He'd be like, "Caroline, we have to go pull the weeds." I'd be like, "Yes, dandelions that are as tall as me." <laughs> and we, you know, we'd, we'd pull all these weeds, and the yard would look great. And then we'd let it get really, really bad again. And then we'd do it again, and it was just always something that was really, really fun for me. Yeah. So then, um, a little bit later. Um, I'd like to say that there's some really inspiring story behind me starting my landscaping business. Like I just want to help people. And I, Oh no, it, it really genuinely started because I thought my yard looked horrible and I was embarrassed about it because I don't, I don't let people go in my house normally. Cause you know, like my, my whole family's there, you know, stuff like that. So being in my house is kind of chaotic. So I don't bring people over, but I was like, at least the outside's got to look really nice. Yeah. So I got really, really sick of how the house looked. We had red mulch, you know, uh, just like. Can I tell you, horrible. it warms my heart when you say red mulch like that because that is the worst mulch. It is get. the any, worst mulch. Any colored mulch. Bella's mom had red mulch out. We and got rid of it. Yeah, I told she her wanted to get rid of it. when yeah. they were selling her house. She wanted to put red mulch out, and I said, "Alicia, no, no we're not. No. We're not getting. We're not getting red mulch." No. So I got like dark brown, black mulch for her, and it yeah. looked so much better. <laughs> well, the the point of. The point of landscaping and the point of the mulch is to support your plants, not to be the focal point. And yeah. that's what my dad, I, I didn't know at the time when I was in high school, my dad loved red mulch and I, and I would just, whatever, you know, he liked it. But I told him, I always make fun of him now. I said, man, I wish I knew what I knew because that looked so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but he liked it at the time. It keeps in moisture too, but yeah. it's also like an aesthetic thing too because, you know, we have clay. Clay's kind of gross, mm-hmm. you know, kind of covers up the bad stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, do you have like clients now that you use it, that you go to every year? Oh yeah. yeah. So I have, um, so I don't, I don't like spread my business, like putting up flyers or anything like that. The only way I get around is by word of mouth. Uh-huh. So it all started with this one lady in BG, my girl, my, my boyfriend's mom introduced me to her. And then from there, she gave my name to her mom. Her mom has tons of friends that are all older because obviously, you know, like they probably went to high school together and stuff like that. So everyone's just been giving everyone my name. And then that's why I made the Facebook page because people just hand around my number and my name and they don't really get anything else about me. Mm -hmm. So I made a Facebook page, Caroline's Landscaping and Gardening. And so people can send that to the people that they want like me to do their landscaping for. And it'd be much easier for them. And well, see, you are helping people. It's a lot of the elderly you're helping. 
Oh, no, definitely. That's like one of my favorite parts too, is going to people's houses and they're like, everyone's had a different life experience and everybody's just a different person, but they all have one thing in common is that they're plant people and they really care about their gardens and like the way everything looks. And I've had, I've made some people cry because of how good I've made their yards look. And they're just so thankful that I'm there. And I'm like, you know, plant people are the best people. (laughs) I see that almost every day during the summer. Plant people are the best people. And it just, it makes me so happy when I make other people happy with how their yards look. Do you find that when they ask you questions about, hey, should I do this or that, that they take your advice? Yeah, Yeah. because I think some of them kind of have a feeling that I know what I'm doing because... Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you know what you're doing? Yeah, for okay. sure. I mean, especially in Ohio. Like, if I moved to California, I'd have no clue what I'm doing. They have, like, succulents and stuff like that. Yeah. Heck no, I don't know what I'm doing there. But in Ohio, you know, I know, like, native plants, perennials, things that grow well in what what conditions, like part sun, sun, stuff like yeah. that. Um, but also what I know people shouldn't plant. And some people already kind of have, a, like, a, like a, a grasp of it because, you know, they've had mint spread through half their backyard. I'm like, don't plant that again. <laughs> <laughs> or they have, like... Um, like ornamental grass and it looks ugly and it looks horrible. And I'm like, don't plant that. Like, can I rip that out for you? And they're like, yeah, sure. I had one lady, she had a mulberry bush that she absolutely hated. And she had big man landscapers come over and they wouldn't remove it because they couldn't. And I just like went to my car and I grabbed my little hatchet and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to take it out. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm just going to take it out for you. And she's like, you can do that. I was like, yeah, why couldn't I? And I did it. And she, I mean, I guess she, from that point, she's like, this girl knows what she's doing. <laughs> now, now I will tell you, so it gives you some advice. There will be people who love the way their landscapes look and you just have to say, uh, yes, it looks nice. Now here's what I would, I would suggest that you do this or that, but, um, refrain from, uh, saying, cause some people take pride in that, you know, and, but, but refrain from be like, no, this is, this is really bad. Whoever told you they told you wrong <laughs> yeah because there's people that or, or they like a particular plant you know like like uh, i don't like rosa sharon because they spread so yeah crazy they're so invasive um but p- some people like my mother-in-law likes them but i luckily i have that relationship where i'm like they're, they're horrible don't plant them because you're going to be pulling them out of everywhere mm-hmm. so but it's it's things like that where once you once you become comfortable with these people then you can tell them like well, I know you like this part of your garden, but it can be a lot better if we take these out or do whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I think I think the reason people like having me come over to do their landscaping is because I'll say, "Hey, do you want to do a walk around your whole garden and tell me what you want done?" Yeah. And then they're like, "Sure." So we walk side by side and walk around their garden, we point out things, and you know, she's like, "Well, I'd like this removed and this." And I think people really like the relationship that they can develop with me instead mm-hmm. of having some big big dudes come over and do their landscaping. Yeah. It's just some some teenage girl that they can kind of relate to because at some point they were a teenager. And I think people really like that. Yeah. And also, I benefit from that too because then I know what to do and I don't have to kind of go and do my own thing. Yeah. And I can keep the, the structure of their garden and like keep the bones and then do what they want and what I also, I'll also say, Hey, this would look even better. And then we can kind of collaborate and make things look good. And mm-hmm. I really like that part. Yeah. Also can take home plants if they don't I want them I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Oh <laughs> that was my, my gosh. favorite part. Taking home plants. <laughs> oh my gosh. So oh, I had this one job and it was my, my best friend's dad and it was his rental property. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Caroline, I need you to it was like a, a really overgrown garden bed. He's like, I need you to take all this out. I want to put grass here. I'm like, okay, I hate grass, but okay. And 
it's mostly like dead vegetable plants because, you know, they still got the plastic things mm. in the soil that say tomatoes and peppers, but it's mostly daylilies. Uh. And I don't know why, but I just really, really like daylilies. And I dug them all up. I saved as many as I possibly could. And I, it took me three carfuls of like a the back of a Subaru Outback from <laughs> behind the driver and passenger seat with a tarp with like the back seats are laid down and everything from the back of the passenger seat to the like the trunk completely filled with daylilies yeah. took me like three carloads moved them to my friend's house I planted all of them and now they're coming back this year and I'm yeah. really happy and another job I had, this lady wanted all her irises gone. All of them. Ooh, I like iris. She wanted to move her hazelia bushes under her her window, but there were just irises in the way. And I was like, do you really want me to just throw them out? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> throw them out. I'm like, heck no, I'm not doing that. So I had a whole car full of irises one day. I just dumped them in my front yard. My neighbors came over. They're like, can we have some? I'm like, yeah, sure, take them. I don't know what I'm going to do with well, them. Well, if you ever come across them and you need somewhere to put plants... Let me know because I'll take plants. Okay. And in fact, uh, if you want to leave here, I have daylilies dug up if you want to take them. I don't know what color they are, Okay, um, but you can take them because I'm doing some stuff in the backyard. Yeah. I definitely need like to fill in certain areas in my garden, so that works. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Bella. <laughs> you're, you're rendered, the speech and debate professional is rendered speechless. Well, I think I've killed every plant I've ever owned. Um <laughs> My family uh, got a bamboo plant like <laughs> a decade ago, and my brother and I, it sat on like our bathroom counter. My brother and I would water it every time we washed our hands. We'd use our soapy hands <laughs> to cup the water and drop it into the plant, and we killed it so nice. fast. Yeah, so that's, that's where I am on the plant spectrum. I think the only time Bella's really been involved in my whole gardening thing is when I did the landscaping at her house before they sold it. <laughs> And I think even that was a little overwhelming. That was really fun. I, yeah. No, I, I, I don't mind getting dirty, but then when it comes to like the actual like plants and stuff, I have no idea what she's talking about. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Poppy came over and helped me. Poppy's her grandpa. And he came over and helped me and we, we kind of did our own thing. Oh, it was mm. so much fun. Yeah. 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 No, she, she, well, even before you were technically like in business with that kind of stuff, you would come over and like help on yard work days. And I'm like. Well, because Caroline practically lived with us for like oh, two man. years straight. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. She calls my mom, mom. That's nice. where we're at. So it, it got to the point where she was like coming over and like doing the yard work and stuff. And I'd be like, I'll do the dishes if you do the yard work today. Because <laughs> God forbid we have less than 300 dishes on our counter at any given time. Oh, gosh. So yeah, we, we always, we split the work. That's, that's, our, that was, that's always been our friendship. You know, we'll just sit there. We'll be like, okay, are we cleaning or cooking today? Okay. Yeah. Man, I just, uh, I, when I was at my friends, I was like, are we playing on the video games on the computer or on the TV? Or what do we do? Xbox or PC, choose yeah. one. <laughs> nope, we've never, we've never been those friends. Yeah. Um, what the, that's good. That's good that um, you can realize what you uh, maybe uh, are deficient at and the other person will take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did once yeah. bring my whole Xbox and whole TV over to her house when she wasn't <laughs> home to play games with her brother. And her brother was supposed to teach me how to play this video game. And then I look at my phone for one second, you know, because I'm, I'm on my phone. And I see him post. And he's like, I'm bored. Someone text me. <laughs> Posted like 15 minutes ago. 
I'm like, are you kidding me, Kai? He's like, yeah, I'm bored. What do you expect? I'm like, I brought my whole Xbox over here and my whole TV, and you're just saying you're bored? Oh, I'm offended. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. No. <laughs> the very first time that we had a sleepover, it was the day before. Okay, it was, it was July 3rd, and we sat there and we played Monopoly, like, for hours. And then I got a fever. And I passed out, like, oh in bed, gosh. like, for 12 hours. And I woke up the next day, and she was just down in the kitchen, chilling with my mom. There was breakfast and everything. I'm like, this is the start of something. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about the part when you were passed out. Me and her little brother sat there with her passed out and watched a movie. <laughs> they used my body to prop the phone up. <laughs> I was prone, oh and they're gosh. like, you know what? This is a really great phone holder this is opportunity yep <laughs> capitalize on <Okay>. it <laughs> <laughs> oh well well thanks for both of you for coming on the podcast today for sure uh it was fun yeah. i i you guys i like bringing two people on especially when it's high school kids because uh it gives us more to talk about and you guys usually can converse with each other because you're friends mm-hmm. you know so it was good i'm glad you both came on here mm-hmm. um Caroline, what's your business again? So people can go to it if they want to. Oh, Caroline's Landscaping and Gardening. You can find me on Facebook. There you go. I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes so people can <gasps> click so on nice. it. That's so nice. I would I, love to help more people. Yeah. Well, good. Good. I, and hopefully, and I'll get you that information for school too. So, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks no for problem. having us. Thanks to my guests today, Bella Aromas and Caroline Hanna, for being on the podcast. The passion that these two showed for the things that they want to do is amazing. It's cool to see that. It's cool that they support each other uh, in what they want to do because it is two very different things that they enjoy, but that they can uh, be friends and find a common ground. It's uh, it's great to see. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for supporting the podcast today and always. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.